Hey fellas, uh, just saying that I can't make the pod this week. Found myself in a white and soundless place. Like, I mean, I can still see things, you know, like as Mayor Dimly, but like, can't quite make it this week. That being said, you uh, have a fun time on your uh, Game Grumps fancast. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Video Games Are the Worst Thing on Earth. I am your host Alton, with me as always is Reese. What up? We're doing it again and again and again. We can't ain't never us. gonna stop. You can't stop us. Unless, you know, I don't know, you put a little bit of effort, you could probably get us to stop. If you're the Koch brothers and you want us to stop, send us three million dollars and we will stop. Or, or, or $300 would probably... <laughs> Would probably do it. <laughs> no less. We have a special guest with us today. Victor, say hello. Uh, hey, how you doing? It's me, Victor. It's Victor, everyone. You know him. You love him. He is the internet's favorite boy, Victor. I will tell you one thing you might uh, know me from, and the... There's a there's a real thing. I'm not actually... This is, this is not a bit. I, I did... I am the original creator of... Uh, Minecraft. That small Drake meme, that little tiny version of Drake where he's like three feet, like two foot five. <laughs> so I made I made that years and years ago. It's already been you know stolen. We have a celebrity on yeah. our podcast. It's I was great. I was racking my brain trying to think of like uh, reasons you would want me on this show and like how I would <laughs> myself. I like how do I introduce my? Oh, I'm just um uh, I don't have any anything to say. <laughs> I'm not a, anybody on the internet, so don't worry. No, now you're the number one person on this podcast by far. You've lapped us twice. Thank yeah. you. Congratulations, and thank you for gracing us with your presence. Exactly. Um, so, thank you for having me on. To explain the premise of the show, we are the last guardians of gamership. We are the guardians standing at the gates of fascism, keeping you young, innocent gamers from falling into the pits of reactionary thoughts and in, in eventually inevitably into fascism we are the last true fans of video games we are the only people that tell you the, the truth the whole truth as reese will attest to this 100 percent. so many people talk about video games and this pisses me off so many people talk <laughs> about video games but nobody tells you the truth only only we tell you the truth and uh i was talking to victor and I mm-hmm. said, buddy, you're a truth teller. Come on the podcast. <laughs> and uh, he did. So this is going to be an interesting episode because not only do I have a cold, I've also just drank a whole glass of wine. So Let's use that to segue into our, our first discussion. Ah, We're yes. going to have uh, an extended multi-part salt mine. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> where gamers, you know, it's been a little while since we've done an episode, um, and gamers, they, just because we put ourselves on pause, they don't stop. Exactly. And the first thing, uh, a little while back, and uh, probably uh, one of my favorite things that anyone has ever <laughs> gotten angry about is Blizzard put out a pink mercy skin for breast cancer awareness all the funds go to breast cancer awareness hooray for them 
Um, you know, we could go into some stuff about how, you know, maybe it, it's not the best thing to tie direct consumerism to charity and to curing these things, but whatever, it's hardly the worst thing on earth. But gamers are extremely angry <laughs> about it regardless. And, uh, you know, just we, we don't have as many good key quotes as we do uh, all the time, but seems to be the recurring theme is that they're mad because breast cancer focuses on women and not men. <laughs> yeah. 100% unaware that men can get breast cancer. Basically, I think if you wanted to sum this up in just like one statement, you could say, uh, where is the prostate cancer skin? <laughs> no, all the uh, gamers on Twitter actually uh, get prostate cancer all at once when there's anything about uh, breast cancer ever that happens they would actually do the same thing when the susan g komen did their like pink uh breast cancer awareness drones or whatever it's the same thing well i'm i'm glad that this can grace the the hallowed halls of gamerdom finally i i do really want a prostate cancer skin though i want the anal cavity skin from a cree yeah. where he just looks oh, like Lord twitching bowels oh. and finally they can be happy <laughs> they just have like the Ch the Tolbjorn skin where he's in like a white lab coat with like that um with like do you know those those like finger protector things that you get in like med kit like uh medical kits where it's just like this rubber sleeve that goes over your finger that looks like a tiny condom <laughs> <laughs> he has like one of those on his trigger yeah. finger and he's the prostate cancer examiner skin. But we have some great quotes from this, mostly just like the the titles of threads yeah. that have been posted on the official Blizzard forums. We didn't go to like the official Blizzard forums because we're too lazy, but we have like tweets. Do you do you have the tweets up, Alton? I do. I, I actually do also. Alright, can you guys read the tweets? Breast cancer and gender bias. I was a bit miffed yesterday when I logged in and was presented with a pop-up for a new skin being sold in support of breast cancer research. The price isn't my issue. It's a principles thing. Spelled <laughs> wrong. Frequently, I see charities for female-specific ailments such as breast cancer or ovarian cancer and then it gets cut off. I actually, in particular, really like this one um, because yeah. the way it's worded implies that uh, he, wants he wants he wants male-specific uh, ovarian cancer research. Oh my you god! Know, for the for the <laughs> men who have ovarian uh, cancer, so that's actually if you disagree with this, you're wrong on that. You're problematic. I think he's actually owned himself by becoming extremely woke and <laughs> and extremely supportive of tra of trans people. That one's oh really good. My god. So, uh, kudos to you, sir, uh, the wokest gamer on the internet. Um, thank you for that contribution. Yeah, that that is, that's probably like the best tweet, honestly. Um, and then I think I'm going to read this next one out if you guys don't mind. And then this one says, let's bring some logic to this breast cancer thing. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just like, it's 100% an internet idiot fucking bullshit thing to just be like logic and reason and you are the epitome of just being an illogical chud and he says 
I 100% get what you are saying, but I am also saying that there is a slight societal mental priming towards being more sympathetic towards the issues that women face. Oh, boy. Definitely. You know, with Trump in the White House, that's what I say all the time, is that societally, there's way more of a mental yeah. priming towards being sympathetic towards women. That's just too damn... Mr. Too Damn Logical here telling us about how it's illogical to, to help women at all. Ever. The glass ceiling is the is fake news. It's a myth. Uh, we have pink mercy skin. Yeah. <laughs> women have everything they've ever they're wanted. Op- they're oppressing us poor men's. Well, the, real, the, the real question here is what color is prostate cancer awareness? <laughs> That's a good question. Green. That's that's the real one. There. Is it brown? Is it brown? It, might, it can't be. That would be way too funny if, if it was actually brown. <laughs> I think I think they do all have a color. Listen, can't be wrong. You know, people say that like men are oppressed about this, but like literally, you go to the doctor and you get finger blasted to check to see if you have cancer. So I really don't see what the the complaint is. That sounds. That sounds awesome. Great. Our whole medical system is set up so that you there's a societally acceptable reason for you to just get like just f- finger banged in the in the the P zone. Prostate cancer awareness's color is white because that's the color of your cum after it gets tickled. Oh god. Oh my god. That's great. I think we're doing good here. We're gonna let's let's contact some PR firms. We're gonna you know make what, uh, we're gonna make the gamers prostate union. We're gonna be a union oh, of no. gamers dedicated to pleasuring our peasons. <laughs> <laughs> I I think we probably move on. This this subject is honestly very very funny, but it's basically the same thing over and over again. They basically when will Blizzard ever release a prostate cancer skin? That's basically the summation of what this whole grievance is. I also did want to add, like, this, a lot of this kind of thinking reminds me of that, uh, I forgot who made that joke, but it was like a long-ass time ago. It went like, uh, you wouldn't run through a cancer ward reminding all the patients about uh, HIV, right? Yeah. Unless, you know what I mean? This, this, a lot of the time, this just reminds me of it. Like, this is literally talking about breast cancer, yeah. and this is a campaign that has been uh, going on for, like, a at least a decade, two decades. I'm showing how little I know about this, but this is this has been going on for probably more than you know our lives. This this pink breast cancer campaign shit, and it's just very very silly because all of these commenters, all of these tweets, or like all these uh you know forum posts, these people are like trying to make themselves look like they're uh, oh I'm actually I'm not I'm not talking about you know any of this toxic stuff. I'm just saying like you know. For for us truth seekers, we need more uh, equality in this representation. It's like level. It's very very stupid, but you can just you can tell you can see right through them fucking immediately. It's like they are. It's like they think that they are the only eighth grader in the room of kindergartners, and they can just uh, completely lie like uh, in the dumbest way possible. Like, oh, I'm just trying to do this for logic. I don't actually just hate women secretly on the inside like quietly boiling underneath everything i say 
Yeah, I mean, and I don't know why you can't just like give it to them, just be like, yeah, breast cancer is a thing. It's hardly the worst thing that money is given to it. I think if you wanted to like level a real criticism at this, it's the transactional nature of like you know you you pay Blizzard so they can give money yeah to to this, and it's just and Blizzard can look like the good guy. Um, and it, I don't know, it, it feeds into this kind of like PR thing, you know, I'm sure buying the breast cancer awareness skin gets you in the mood to buy some of them loot boxes Yeah, and they've done done the studies on that. And it's, and like this, I don't know, it kind of gets under my skin because Blizzard does this regularly where they like to position themselves as the good guy company without... I like making a stronger, like a real effort. It's like when um, they decided Tracer was gay and they put it in the comics and they said, oh, aren't we so revolutionary? And, you know, gamers lost their minds about it and that was funny, but it's never presented in the game in any way, shape or form in your face. And, you know, it's a multiplayer game, so you can't like have story presented that way, but they put a lot of story touches for the other characters in there. And it's never once mentioned that Tracer has a girlfriend. And I don't know. It's just like, that's my, that's my distaste when Blizzard does this stuff is the, it is really tough for them. It's super tough because Mm -hmm. uh, now that Tracer's gay, um, everyone stopped making straight uh, porn of her which is <laughs> immediately. Like no, the same they didn't. Day it all they did stopped. not. They yeah, did they not did. stop. They did. They. It all. It all stopped uh, being made instantly. They were like, ah, "What is it? Ah, I can't we do have, this anymore." We have to respect canon. That's what. That's what fandoms do. Is that's that they exactly right. Canon. Shippers have are well known for respecting the actual sexuality of the characters they're portraying. Yeah. But anyway, I agree with Reese that that is one hundred percent like the most annoying thing about Lizard is that they are what we would say in the business as performatively woke. And that yeah. they are woke only when it suits them in a business sense. But we have so much more things to cover, my friends. And the salt mines are only about to get saltier as Battlefield Five has released. And the worst thing possible has happened. And there are filthy, dirty wombs in the trailer. <laughs> Speaking of performatively woke, can you believe that EA has put a woman in a video game? <laughs> I can't Jesus Christ, it. pushing their politics on us down our throats. <laughs> Were you aware of this at all, Victor? Was this on your radar? Yeah, absolutely. My friends showed me this uh, when it came out, um, and we. We were watching it kind of the same kind of few hours that it came out and like not live, obviously, but we were watching it and uh, none of those really like horrible like, uh, oh, my God, a woman comments really came in around then. I think the first few hours of that, like of the response was just like, uh, who is the director of this goddamn fever dream that we're watching <laughs> like what is this um, and then only like maybe you know the next morning we we're just like oh well people are actually really mad about uh that there i guess there's like a woman in there yeah <laughs> i was mad that she seemingly dies and then comes back to life and then she disappears again and then you die and then you're not a person but then you become a person you're, <laughs> you're a floating camera 
and then someone jumps out of a window, and then when they land, they're a different person. It's a great, it's a great movie. I think I felt I, every time I watch it, I feel like I missed two or three hours of it. That trailer, that trailer is actually probably worse than real life wars, because yeah. like nobody is like fucking running out in the open and like shooting at each other like in this mad dash to like kill people like they portray in that. They're all like hiding behind a like a, a wall but there wasn't Panicked any uh, soldiers who uh fucking shot down a uh airplane with a uh, yeah gun. bf 109 with like three bullets, with with like three a... bullets from a machine gun yeah but it, that's not what gamers are upset about they're upset because a woman with like a claw hand is in the trailer and that's historically inaccurate seems very much facetious now at this point you know i it's impossible to tell because I, I I really want this to be them I don't know overreacting jokingly in some yeah. way I hope there's a level of irony on this part on their part because I am I haven't seen the trailer you know I don't need EA games in my life you know owning one and trying to play them is just like endless constant punishment yeah. and the the gameplay part of it is not enough to to deal with the rest of EA's economy bullshit. Um, so to me, it just looks like they saw a woman and just lost their goddamn mind, <laughs> which is what I assume that they do <laughs> every time that they see a woman. They're like, God, God damn it. Yeah. This isn't pornography time. I'm not, I'm only supposed to watch men until that time. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I have a, a series of tweets that I stole from, uh, our favorite website, video games are the worst thing on our favorite Twitter account, Shitty Gamer Takes, and I would like to take the first one because he is my favorite Ooh, uh, reactionary name. His name is a fucking <laughs> is a f- <laughs> fucking doozy. But go right. ahead, go ahead. Proud Zionist. <laughs> I can't even say it. Proud Zionist thirty two says. In response to, I assume, some very reasonable defense, uh, inclusive and diverse, you sound like an SJW propagandist for some liberal media rag. I'm definitely boycotting your game now. <laughs> your commies don't deserve any of my money. War is a man's game. Women don't belong on my battlefield. Oh, my God. Hashtag not my battlefield. <laughs> oh, man. Hashtag not my battlefield. Oh. So if you guys don't know, hashtag not my president was trending yeah. a little while ago because, you know, Trump is a syphilitic, idiotic, just rapist son of a bitch. And most people have a an issue with him, to to understate it quite a bit, an issue with him being president. And so, hashtag not my battlefield is like borrowing from that. That the fact that there are women in this game is the same thing as having a sexual predator with like a neurodegenerative disease as your president. <laughs> It's the same thing, basically. Women in video games is the same thing as having a fucking lunatic in charge of the free world. 100% agree. It's very silly that out of everything, out of that they, they sat down and they watched that video, and their biggest problem with it was that there's a, I guess, a goddamn broad in there. 
<laughs> there's a, a daemon there. And she's got a hand that's not uh, a human skin. She's got a prosthetic. That's what they Not, a, not a real man with not a real hand. God damn it, EA. These guys are, they, they sound like they know a thing or two about, you know, uh, World War II. Um, oh yeah, and to, and to sit and to sit through that, and and find you know that as your only qualm with this video, that's insane. Also, the guns in that video are, are I don't know, you guys aren't uh, maybe gun nerds, I don't know. Uh, those are completely wrong. Everything in that video is wrong. But they are completely mismatched, like units fighting in the wrong vehicles with a tank completely from a different country with weapons from all over the fucking world and different time periods. It was very uh, strange. I I thought it was weird when they got into a like a buggy and yeah. I was like, "What the hell is that?" Like the closest thing in the 1940s to that was like a jeep. Very Why strange. are they on a four-wheeler? Everything about that was so strange. It's the biggest fever dream. My favorite thing is, like, all the video gaming websites that have started releasing articles, like, top five female badasses in World War II. And they just list, like, these uh, famous examples of, like, soldiers from World War II, which were all female, which, you know, surprise, surprise, like, half of them are all from the USSR. Like, the, the Night Witches and then, like, the Sniper Battalions that are, like, all women. Yeah. You know, it's like... God bless them. They're trying to be woke, but they're just like surface level. Just like, hey, women were in World War Two too, and it's like, yeah, that's obvious to anyone who actually knows anything about World War Two is that women were like a huge part of it. But it's just these reactionary gamers who just like see a woman doing anything other than just like cooking, mama. And they just get yeah. fucking bent out of shape like hell. It, it's nuts. Do you want to take on the next next tweet in the series, Alton? Oh, oh boy. So, at Tanner the Twat says, Nothing can be historically accurate anymore, huh? Gotta satisfy everyone who gets butt hurt. Period. Shame. Period. Ah. <laughs> uh. Uh, one thing I do know that uh, the feminist elite were clamoring for was for <laughs> history to be rewritten with more women in it <laughs> and have every single icon of the history become a woman. That's definitely an accurate representation of what of what they're saying. But, you know, I guess that's beside the point. The the real reality is is that, you know, these gamers it's not about the historical accuracy. It's just about a lack of imagination. Basically. God forbid, you know, you try to switch up the billionth World War Two thing to come out <laughs> in the past ten years. Like it's slightly interesting and engaging. <laughs> you know, no, oh, we, yeah. it has to be exactly like all the yeah. other ones that we've seen basically it has to be uh arma 3 it has to be extremely historically accurate that's why uh their other favorite game is the one where the nazis won world war ii and yeah they're super soldiers <laughs> and have big robot armor uh they're great they love historical accuracy uh always and not and not just when it suits them uh and their argument it's just like this persistent idea throughout history that tries to place 
white maleness before everything else, despite there being like a lot of examples in history that disprove that as being the case. And I don't know. We should probably just blast through the rest of these shitty, fucking awful takes and move on to our next topic. Go ahead. Agreed. All right. So this one comes to us from Josh Brown, 2430. Doesn't this diminish history? All the people that died out in the front lines are forgotten to place female characters in their place for the sake of inclusivity. Dangerous precedent to set now that history can be changed to accommodate groups. And basically that just goes over what I just said, and that history has changed to accommodate this white ethnocentric view of history, which is that everything that's ever been done in history has been done by white males, essentially. Victor, would you do us the honor of reading the last take that comes from us from Adrian W.? Uh, he's replying to Battlefield and EA Dice, Adrian. Here is a nice picture of him on the big bright red tractor. He's doing great over there. He looks happy. Dear SJW idiot, please understand that we evil white <laughs> males uh, want a game to have good immersive want a game to have a good, comma, immersive atmosphere. <laughs> this is ruined by the completely unnecessary addition of handicapped female soldiers. <laughs> Since there were uh, no female soldiers in World War II except in Russia. Good on him uh, for that last bit there. I was going to I was gonna definitely tweet at him if he didn't. <laughs> Giving Russia the props, um, I would like to, before we move on, just to kind of conclude that I do think Victor kind of hit the nail on the head when he's talking about questioning how deeply held these beliefs are. Um, Because my favorite interaction that um, I didn't bother to find again, but uh, because it's the context of the work isn't funny. Um, It's just funny that he did it. Notch got mad that somebody had somebody about it and his, somebody tried to like earnestly engage with him on the topic using logic and reason and his response was lol and to me that typifies everything is that these people none of these reactionary gamers believe anything that they say it's this hysterical deeply held belief that's like you know it's typified by calling them reactionary um where it doesn't matter the actual content of it it's just this kind of weird codified grievance yeah they just have to screech until you know the bubble is burst and then they're just like well i don't actually care about anything yeah exactly because i'm a fucked up monster um I'm you, mo- anyway i'm moving on yeah. you could fucking argue this all day with them and it wouldn't matter because that's not even the point they're arguing they they don't care that they do not give a shit that they are talking about battlefield uh, the series of which the last three or four games has completely rewritten their own history and maybe interesting, maybe stupid, whatever ways. But this is not a historically accurate series. They've never set out to be a historically accurate series. Battlefield 3, I thought, was about like some fucking uh, crazy North Korean uh, elect- electromagnetic weapon system. <laughs> they, like this is this is fiction. This is always and has always been fiction, you know. So it seems really, really strange, and you can argue that point with them all day, but it doesn't matter because uh, they're going to argue any single way they can just to get out. You know, they're jollies. Uh, they, th- this is their life. They have nothing else. 
Basically, and they just they 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 just love that to them the reaction doing this shit uh, is the greatest heroin rush uh, in the world. There's no <laughs> feeling like just getting mad at black people and women on the internet. This has never been about historical accuracy, the series, uh, but yeah. somehow the instant it conflicts with this male ethnocentric view of the world, it suddenly becomes a problem. This historical inaccuracy no longer fits to the fantasy that suits their tastes, essentially. Yeah. Well, too, it's about kind of like the gaming corporations or whatever, you know, seeding just like the smallest amount of ground just by having a woman prominently featured, you know, that's what really bothers them is that it's, it's, it's that they're, you know, when they talk about how they don't like this shoved in their face, what they mean is that a millimeter of the white ethno state attitude that has been so prevalent um, is getting seeded away to, you know, it's still mostly the same, but it's just like the, most basic nod to a larger audience and they can't stand that and they have to immediately you know they've been trained by uh all the other you know the ian mile chongs of the world to freak out about it so i think that kind of uh plays nicely uh or segues nicely into our final bit of the salt mine which I think, mm-hmm. to me, is a lot funnier than the Battlefield thing. SJW awareness on Steam. The Steam curator to rule them all. This guy is doing a massive service. His name is One Angry Gamer. Um, and this that sounds like a, a, a dude I've heard of before. Maybe I think you mentioned yeah. him before, Victor. He has one of those names. <laughs> the, sure logical, the logical racist or whatever, you know. What he does is he recommends or does not recommend certain games for their SJW content and has a kind of middle category called informational. Like if you want to get the game Flinthook, he wants you to know that there's SJW <laughs> message in the developer room shows one person's had shout out to corrupt SJW Patrick Klepik of <laughs> Kotaku and Giant Bomb fame. And it's just like, <laughs> oh man! I I love this. I love it's one of my so great. Things. He has four different. Oh no! Wait, let me count them. Tier zero, tier one, and tier two, three, and four. He has tiers of recommendations based off of how. He perceives their SJW quote unquote relationships. And he has fucking near automata as a tier zero. Triggers SJWs. Developer supports sexy women in video games and has been targeted for having sexy women in high heels as a protagonist. Which is how I imagine they talk. Um. <laughs> What I like, too, is that he only has two other recommended games, which is the is Galgun, which is some anime <laughs> game. I assume, uh, you know... It they're, is they're very sexual involved. in nature. Uh, you basically shoot love 
at women. And I think that Jeff Gerstmann has done like the probably the best video series on how this is essentially like a creepy pervert thing. To you enjoy. should read his caption for that. Should definitely read his caption for that game. T T one triggers SJW slammed in various SJW publications for being sexually explicit with virtual teenage girls. Ugh. Which is good. Which is which is a good thing. He's he saying. loves this. Thumbs up. Thumbs up to being sexually explicit <laughs> with teenage girls. Thumbs up to big to that one right there. Yeah, I think that's, you know, it's <laughs> quite a version of the moral high and uh, points for originality. Um, and it. then, of course, he has to have the most, like, basic bitch uh, anti-SJW <laughs> recommendation. Hatred, the, the <laughs> game about an active shooter, <laughs> tier zero, triggers SJW, was the target of a harassment campaign by SJW, who's survived intact, even with forced AO ratings and bans, a pretty mo- a pretty mediocre, dull, and buggy game otherwise. He has so this to... gets his highest <laughs> recommendation, and yeah. he admits that it sucks. <laughs> it's like, he's, I recommend he's not, he's not rating them. He's not even rating them on uh, on how fun they are. That's what, that's what bothers <laughs> exactly. me. Exactly. They're like, this guy doesn't even rate this shit based off of whether or not he thinks it's a good game. He, re- he fucking recommends it based off of whether or not it triggers SJWs, which is just like the most insane, fucking ridiculous. I mean, it, it it's goes into my favorite category is when conservatives, uh, gamer types, torture themselves to own the libs. It's just like... <laughs> Play yeah. <laughs> play an endless repetitive game, have to deal with uh, four crashes an hour to own the libs. Uh, <laughs> you are a true soldier. I really got to call this guy out in that he seems to have this really big hate boner for a developer named Christine Love. So no less than three fucking not recommended ratings on Lady Killer in a Bind, Hate Plus, and Analog a Hate Story. And every single one of them is described with Christine Love, game developer, rabid feminist, harasser, and deeply loves cronyism with Kotaku. I've heard a lot of Lady Killer in a Bind, and I've heard it's actually a pretty decent, like, game if you're into that whole scene. Christine Love kind of really meets all the criteria for what drives these people insane. Um, She is feminist. She has a very particular uh, point of view in gaming that you cannot have unless uh, you're an independent developer like Christine Love is, and it drives them insane. You can't even say, I disagree with this. I'll ignore it. You've got to lose you've got to make it like part of your worldview that you hate these people um which to be fair i've also done i can't just ignore these people it's not part of my worldview uh to dunk on them and hate them so i don't know because it's so much fun it's so much fun (laughs) to just dunk on like idiots like this that recommend shitty fucking games uh, remember, uh, if you uh, if your goal is to trigger the six or seven people on your Steam friends list, remember to follow one angry gamer on <laughs> store. 
I'm gonna play hatred to fucking make Reese mad as hell. Reese, how mad are you that I'm playing hatred right now? Lol. <laughs> I am extremely angry at you, Alton. Um, but that is not because you're playing hatred. I'm just always extremely angry at you. Because <laughs> I'm extremely angry at everybody in my life all the time. <laughs> I, 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 I stream severe emotional problems. <laughs> I stream. I actually stream hatred to trigger as many people as I can at once. I'll. Uh... Uh, currently zero people watching, so it's fine. <laughs> Triggering the libs by having nobody at all follow me on twitch.tv. Yeah. I mean, that's the reality, too, is that there is a handful of people with an audience who can kind of have these stream of reactionary thoughts that can get under uh, yeah. people's skin, but mostly these people who are trying to trigger the libs are cough, just cough, like... PewDiePie. <laughs> just are alienating themselves from the even like other conservative people who are just yeah. like find this distasteful and yeah. want nothing to do with them and just want the conservatives who think gal gun is fucking disgusting and they do not find playing that game to trigger the libs to be an acceptable form of political activism surprise yeah surprise. exactly it's, it's, I mean, it's like the Milo conservatives who are like, they're happy <laughs> to, to take the money from the pathetic gamer wing of the party, uh, but they would never, <laughs> they would never be seen with them in an environment except where those people had to pay to take pictures. Okay, so uh, the next, the next thing on our plate that we must be forced to eat, like that guy in the beginning of Seven, is... The New York Times, a couple weeks back, posted this tweet to one of the most beautiful articles of all time. America's 150 million gamers want to gather. They want to sit next to each other, elbow to elbow, controller to controller. They want the lighting to be cool, the snacks to be hot pockets, and they want a full bar because they aren't teenagers anymore. Did you read this article, Victor? I uh, I read maybe 60 or 30. I don't even know how much of it. I definitely started it. and I, <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it was a lot of nothing. The whole article felt like a lot of nothing. It's, I mean, it's basically, uh, you know, them trying to reinvent the cyber cafe as something they just thought of, but with mm. this kind of like extremely kind of like super consumerist esports vibe to it. Yeah. Yeah. And the way that they frame it is that like the you know, movie theaters, malls, etc., you know, everything's failing. The one thing that can pick everything up is by giving a place uh giving in gamers a place to gather where they mm. can play Fortnite together um and call each other the N word. Yeah. Uh like uh, like a true community does. Yeah, so we read through this before uh, on our podcast where the audio completely failed, which is why we're so late with this one. But essentially, this New York Times article can be surmised by this one line they have, which is, here's how to save America's malls. So, in essence, this is not about coming together as a community and breaking out of the shell of neoliberal hellish capitalism where everything and everyone is alienated 
to the point where they don't even see each other face to face anymore. This isn't about, you know, breaking gamers out of their shells and really creating a community where they can actually see each other as people and reconnect with their basic humanity. It's about saving these failed capitalist experiments like the malls. To me, it's not so much that, like, this thing is particularly, like, that mind-blowing or a surprise. It's just typifies everything that's wrong with gaming right now it's just like how it's so consumer-based it's such a i don't know it has no real focus on like the kind of like pitfalls of what could happen in a place like this you know it the idea of being just like in a room just packed full of fortnite players does not to me seem like a fun environment you know it seems like a place where i'm gonna get called slurs by somebody and that person will receive a warning uh if if i'm lucky you know and like places like cons and stuff like that where kind of like nerds gather or whatever have to have kind of like a specific policy that deals with People who don't behave well and people who behave poorly are a bulk of gamers, <laughs> it tends to be. So it's like the idea of just kind of like trying to lift that up just seems incredibly problematic to me. And I don't know, would either one of you guys uh, eat a Hot Pocket in public <laughs> while playing Fortnite? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, (laughs) I'm really grateful that you brought up the fact that this is, like, based solely off of consumerism. Yeah. And and in general, that is the the whole problem with this gamer identity is that it is based off of nothing but consumerism. And one of the things that we made the point of last time that was tragically lost to the shittiness of technology (laughs) and Windows updates... Uh, was that in order for a community to be real, in order for it to be validating, um, it has to be based off of more than just like simultaneous consumerism of a product. It has to have standards. It has to have some sort of internal policing to keep people to those standards. It has to have values and morals based off of things other than just consumption. And this article does nothing to promote a community or an identity of gamers outside of that. It is so solely focused off of this consumerism and celebrating it and just being so happy that potentially this consumerism could save could save these like dying aspects of capitalism that it it forgets to include anything else and it's it's fucking bullshit and it's fucking awful and i hate it and i would like someone else to say something now cuz i've i've lost the track <laughs> we we beaten to death kind of why this sucks but i think one thing too that i think is not enough for this type of things is 
the, the the competitive nature of games or whatever the esports the battling each other to play in Fortnite or whatever you know i i think that's something that's more than consumerism um and that's not inherently negative at all but i think that you know just being like oh man you can compete against people in public as well as uh you know, eat a hot pocket. It yeah. it needs to have kind of like as you're saying that something that you're building and specific values. Because to me, like I I don't have any. I'm not naive enough to think that this would happen. But like to me, it would a fantasy would be how cool would it be to kind of go to this place and to you know meet some people and you all play Minecraft together and you build something and yeah. you forge a bond doing that or even if you're competing you forge that bond and that is through the design of the space and the setup of the kind of the rules and the constraints of the social space that is focused like i want that granular detail of you know how that's going to happen i'm sure there are people out there who think about that kind of thing um and i don't think that those people are involved in this terrible gaming (laughs) arena Yeah, I want to really stress that we don't think that people actually meeting each other face-to-face is a bad thing. I think, for the most part, you know, actually creating a community would be an incredibly good thing. But the issue that we take with this article especially is this complete, you know, lack of actual community or actual shared values of a community that you can always rely upon and fall back upon when you have disagreements, you know? And this is not realize anything beyond just shared consumption. It's like being in a room full of people just all eating whole turkeys, just going, nom, 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 nom. We are the turkey boys, the proud, proud turkey boys who eat the turkeys. I don't know. What What do you think, Victor? I don't know. Um... To me, it's really strange because this idea has already existed in modern capitalism for a long time. It's called the arcade. Um, <laughs> the arcade The arcade is literally one of these places that you could go to. It was inside of a mall. And to their point, malls are dying. Malls have been dying, which, I mean, I'm not fucking crying over, first of all. But um, this model doesn't work for malls. I don't see how it'll work even from a business perspective it doesn't make much sense because gamers just love to sit at home and game i think it would be great if there was like a you know communal kind of sense but i don't know maybe that was just an older generation of gamers maybe that was just uh, the billy mitchell generation of gamers where they would all like every saturday or every day after school would go and play fucking donkey kong over and over and over um but it's just not here today i don't think we have the kind of games nor the kind of gamers to facilitate that kind of like positive change and yeah i totally agree with you guys like this is this is all coming from a place of profit this is all coming from a place of like how can we extend microtransactions to real life situations how can we charge them like a uh, in-game currency for like uh, five uh, pizza pockets brought to your table every <laughs> third like i i swear to god all of this is just some poisonous garbage but i just i i don't I don't think it's as like revolutionary and crazy as this article makes it out to be. It's a whole lot of nothing. It's basically what I said yeah. in the beginning. Like it's how can we extend our 
microtransactions and milking of these consumerist cultures to yeah. the real life. That's essentially it. I think you made a very good point, Victor. I think uh, that's exactly the point I was trying to make, but I'm, I have a cold and I'm also drunk. So No, you're good. <laughs> Um, to to kind of put uh, my, at least my last point on the table yeah. is malls are there is no uh, sustainable business model for malls because the only reason malls exist is because they got obscene tax breaks back in the eighties to build them and yeah. they didn't have to pay money for the insane price it took to heat and air condition the place they got massive tax breaks for uh you know the spaces and the rentals and as soon as they started having to actually pay to upkeep the malls that's what calls caused the mall kind of like boom to fall apart yeah, that's exactly. the reason why only weird specialty stores exist in most malls now it used to be you'd find one of everything in the mall now it's like oh here's the blanket store and the local sports team store and six knife stores because those are the only people who can afford pay the rent or even need to because you know either the the other places have figured out better business models that don't involve these these brick and mortar solutions anymore so i don't know it's like i I agree that this article is kind of just like you know it's it's the new york times you know it's (laughs) it's explained to the normies it's like oh there's the have you remember the arcade this is different question mark yeah um so I don't know. It's it's you know it's a whole lot of BS. And every person they interview or talk to is like the brand manager of some esports team or something like exactly. that. I don't know. So funny. It's the, the the total lack of insight that we expect from the New York Times in 2018. Exactly. Let's just take a, a brief moment before we move on. When I would like to move on to this next topic, which I think represents a real community, to say that the New York Times can suck both my balls and my dick. For all eternity, because they are just, they are fucking awful about giving just chuds, reactionaries, and fascists, out and out fascists, a platform to mainstream media. They can just fucking gargle my balls, and I, I hope you, you gents can agree to this. Can I say something there? Sure. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I was just waiting for a moment where... No one was talking, so I could go grab a soda from the fridge. Uh, <laughs> I know you can edit this out later. I'll be right back. <laughs> People want to gather and podcast to grab sodas from their fridge. They want to gather in their threes to, to consume sugary beverages. The idea of eating a Hot Pocket in public... <laughs> is so fucking embarrassing to me. <laughs> like, I don't even have any dignity. I, I really don't. But, like, when I eat a Hot Pocket in private, I'm like, this is, something's wrong. I'm bad. <laughs> this is this disgusting. Is <laughs> this is, a, and, and, like, I eat the whole thing. Like, <laughs> it doesn't stop me. But, like, in public, I would just be like, oh, I'm gonna, I'll just wait till I, I'm gonna leave and eat a Hot Pocket at home. Like, just, <laughs> just, just serve a burger. Christ, what is wrong? Like, actual <laughs> just, food. All right, I'm back. Uh, you should mark this timestamp so you don't go looking for it later. All right, mark. The rest of it in post. If I say mark hard enough, it will mark the actual audio recording. Mark. So. Mark. 
There we go. I was just it's talking about how how I would rather die than eat a hot pocket <laughs> in public. Um, I would rather I, go nude into this yeah. this vaulted gamer space than to eat a hot pocket. Deserve a burger. I don't know why it can't just be normal, normal fast, normal food. normal food. It's just like we the only thing we serve is pockets and gamer grub. We give you fucking gamer grub, hot pockets, and Doritos, and that's what you have to subsist off of for the next six hours. You freak. You guys remember yeah. land land parties? Land parties were dope. I remember I land never, parties. I never understood that shit. It's like, oh, I'm gonna unplug everything in my house that connects to my computer and this already horrible like spider web massive shit that I never want to ever look at. I pack that up into my car and drive fifty miles to go plug that into a table <laughs> surrounded by <laughs> maybe two dozen other people who did it. I don't know. That shit seemed weird to me. I don't know. Maybe I, I'm the wrong kind of person for this, but crap. to me it wasn't like like that it was like it, it, it listen you're not wrong it was a pain in the ass yeah uh, but it, to me it was like i had you know a half dozen friends we all had pcs it wasn't it wasn't as easy to play in li- to play online exactly uh right. in uh before 2000 as it is today so it was like you know we would just take the weekend we'd all go over it just be the most filthy awful nerd funk and we just have a great time just playing quake 2 or whatever all speaking night speaking of filthy awful nerd funk oh, well, oh boy have we got an article for you so this one comes to us via kotaku which as you know we are a, a big fan of because it fucking pisses off the absolute incel freaks on kotaku mm-hmm. in action Smash players plead with each other to please, for the love of God, stop smelling bad. <laughs> now, who would like to read this gem of an article? Well, who would like to start us off? We'll take turns. I'll start off. All right. This is by Cecilia D'Anastasio, filed to Super Smash Brothers. We love your work. Thank you we for this. We love your work. Um, at Jason... Rusty Trombone, Hussein's first Super Smash Brothers tournament at a hotel in eastern Pennsylvania. He was focused on outmaneuvering his opponent when a nearby attendee's smell filled his nostrils. I get a whiff and I legit start coughing, he recalled. It smelled like he worked in a crematorium. (laughs) His voice getting louder, he continued. This was hosted at a hotel. How on earth do they provide showers for people? Free soap, free toothpaste, and people don't shower. Have you gone outside? Have you met somebody? The next day, he said, the <laughs> same people still reeked. Yes. So <laughs> this, this, this is starting to get at the core of what it's really like. <laughs> to be a pro gamer. <laughs> to, be a, to be in a, real, in, in a room with a bunch of gamers. Um, and maybe it's unfair because I'm sure many of them have at least showered recently. But the, the majority of them, however, after, after reading this article, maybe yeah. However, <laughs> it, it only takes like five percent of a community to never shower to make you the stinky community. Yeah. So <laughs> this guy's name is um, Jason Husissian. Which, for our purposes, we will be uh, simplifying to Hussein. Yeah, Barack Hussein Obama. Jason Hussein <laughs> Obama. 
<laughs> so I will continue on the next paragraph. Smash event attendees have been trashing each other about tournament stench for years. In 2008, a California tournament organizer put a rule into effect that if players aren't, if player, oh, I forgot this part. If players aren't keep up with their hygiene, he has the right to disqualify them. In 2015, Tallahassee Smash event coordinator feared losing their bi-weekly tournament slot after locals apparently labeled it Stinky Day. You stink so bad that Tallahassee locals have labeled your event Stinky Day. I like how they call them locals, like it's a big mob with pitchforks. <laughs> these <laughs> these people like chewing on grass seeds and like yeah. just like with a, a big old stalk of grass sticking out of them with their like, um, you know the straw hats and whatever, just saying like, oh, they're coming down for stinky day. (laughs) Florida man finds gamers stinky. (laughs) Person who, person who dives in septic tanks, (laughs) find these people stinky as hell. The legit, the BO must be intense. Please continue. Okay. Smash games can get intense. Tickling players, sweat glands. And that odor can become particularly pronounced around games for which opponents sit next to each other. Unfortunately, compounding upon that, it looks like some Smash event attendees don't take precautionary measures. So, these gamers are the next evolutionary step in pro gamers. They are using biological weaponry to get an advantage on their opponents, especially when they sit next to each other. The, this stench that's so strong it burns their eyes and like distracts them with the stench that they can't fight basically. It really is diabolical I think. It is really like a pro MLG tactic. When people talk about uh, four dimensional chess, the fourth dimension <laughs> is the sense of smell. <laughs> 100%. So let's move on to the next uh, paragraph in this. Would you? Who would like to read this? I, I got it. Since the mid-2000s, Smash.gg's tournament organizer, Basim Bear Dadu, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, and angry emails to Alton, <laughs> hasn't seen a month go by without somebody complaining about body odor at a local, regional, or major Smash tournament. It's not that a majority of Smash event attendees smell, he told me over the email. He estimates that it's only 5% of attendees, still a lot, at any <laughs> given competition. In fact, almost everyone I talked to said the stereotype is overblown. Uh-huh. It's the players who stink tend to really stink. <laughs> Worse, not enough attendees have the guts to let them know. And I uh-huh. definitely resonate with that. I'm glad I got to read this paragraph because this is very true. Um, I don't think every last one of these people is just a complete, uh, you know, B.O. house. Um, you, you know, a typical thing that people who struggle with uh, hygiene go through is where you can finally teach them, like, okay, I should wear deodorant. Okay, I should start taking showers. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Um, but then uh, the next step after that is, like, okay, well, you have to also wash your clothes. And you also have to uh, <laughs> wear maybe a different shirt. Um, <laughs> probably You could probably get away with wearing the same jeans maybe two days in a row, but probably not for two, three months in a row. You know, little things like that um, seem worlds away to to these people, and I have experience with them. I've been to some of these tournaments. This is unfortunately mostly accurate. 
I really hate to say, but it, the, that 5% that smell, they really smell. And <laughs> it's a really, really hot, poorly ventilated room and you're shoulder to shoulder with some somebody who must smell completely fucking normal in real life. But when, when you're in this little, you know, vacuum chamber of shit, um, it just, every, everyone's slight BO compounds upon them, themselves and it adds to this horrible, like, 5% you know, actually stinky people walking around like peppering the the carpet and the walls with their, their pheromones. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. But yeah, well actually we'll get to that part of the article later where they talk about clothing. But um yeah. would you like to read the next uh paragraph, Reese? I've told people face to face their BO is getting to me when I make the rounds in tournament pools that do explained. If someone's smell is so distracting to the point where others are complaining, I'll gladly speak to that person to help remedy it. At last year's Evo tournament, he reminded attendees to pack deodorant and shower daily with soap and shampoo. But showering and using deodorant doesn't always cut it. The body and its clothes both need to be clean to ward off stench, as speaking to Victor's <laughs> point. Yesterday, Smash player and event organizer Richard Kitaro King gave Smash tournament attendees some free advice. You can shower, but if your clothes smell like garbage, you smell like garbage. Wash your clothes before you wear them five times in a row. For players wearing jerseys, especially ones provided by sponsors of teams, fresh clothing options may be limited. Still, King punctuated his treat with emojis of praying hands, ocean <laughs> waves, and a red SOS. That'll get him. <laughs> Smash and Splash tournament helper Thomas Pucuccio said that since his upcoming Smash event takes place at a water park with plenty of showers, he's hoping attendees won't re-experience the brutal instances <laughs> of olfactory offenses he's lived through. Now, let me tell you, this guy is a problem solver. When yeah. you can't make your player shower, you host the tournament inside of a shower. (laughs) (laughs) That way, there's no way they can escape the water. This is brilliant. It's so genius. Next year, it's going to be at the Yankee Candle Factory. (laughs) 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 Nice. Yeah, this is this is gonna be the team sponsored by Febreze, and every hour they have to go into the Febreze chamber, where head to toe they're just sprayed down with this noxious chemicals which remove their stench. Oh, I'm getting boy. all these horrible, horrible flashes in my head now of these uh, capitalist dreams of uh, gamer peripherals that you can plug into your computer, and it like uh, deodorizes your body for you every thirty seconds, like a glade <laughs> plug-in. A glade plug in for you. Yeah. The beer gamer chair or whatever, and it just missed oh, your horrible the... fucking body. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you uh, Victor, I got I mean I say this normally I like jokes, but don't give them ideas. Those okay. gamer <laughs> those gamer chairs are already such insane absurd baby man thrones that (laughs) I can easily see them working some kind of just full on (laughs) spritzer tool. The diaper changer extraordinary, the pro-e diaper changer. It's just the toilet. It's the start start of those chairs in Wally that all the fat (laughs) people who can't walk fly around. 
It's his first thing was the Yankee Candle chair. And if, if those chairs came in with a shower shower head attachment and washing machine uh, module, then yeah, that would be fine. That'd be great. That'd That's be sweet. A, man, Victor, you really gotta you really gotta license this. You gotta go patent this before somebody steals your brilliant idea. Yeah, this is a capitalist right. podcast now, and our yeah. startup is the is the gamer. <laughs> the gamer candle chair. I'll finish off yeah. our reading series. Um, the stereotype could come from Smash's grassroots background as a game played in basements and low-cost venues with poor ventilation, said Smash event organizer Pidge. Her local venue was repurposed was a repurposed karate studio, which had no air conditioning, small windows, and poor ventilation, on top of already smelling like sweat. Now that the Smash community has expanded, she said, organizers have been able to find venues better suited to hundreds of people playing st- a stressful, sweaty match. She has also seen tournament organizers hand out deodorant. Oh my god. <laughs> Pidge added that while tournament stench is sometimes an issue, what's really obnoxious is how incessantly Smash players tweet about it. Like, okay, we get it. You want everyone to be re- reminded constantly that the smell isn't you. Relax. Weird thing to get mad at. Yeah. Obviously, it's easy to make fun of, but I do think there's something nice about the fact that they're just like, listen, guys, maybe we could just improve this whole thing by there's, you know, basic tips for whatever reason. Oh, yeah. You know, you you haven't been socialized to this fact of thinking about other people. Um, And, you know, it's it's like, there but for the grace of god go i um it's it's good that these people can kind of have that reminder and work you know like work to be a better community um it's and and it's like you know obviously you know stinky gamers is just such such a low-hanging fruit that we were happy to pick (laughs) but uh (laughs) but i don't know it's also kind of nice that you know the the organizers are happy to just address this head on and not you know and not make everything be an insult to these people yeah it does make me feel very good that there are like a handful of dudes who are actually doing uh who are actually handing out little shampoo bottles and stuff like i'm really <laughs> exactly that actually does warm my heart like it makes me glad that there are some sheep herders in there this is what we're talking about when it comes to the idea of having an actual community. In this is like I would say like the lowest common denominator of what we would talk about when talking about what makes a community is that you have to have like the basic bare minimum standards. Like you have to have like some sort of shared value and you have to have standards and these are people who are finally setting out these standards in their community that you cannot smell like an open sewer system. <laughs> Gotta start somewhere, man. Yeah, and it, it, this start. is great. This is great. These people are, are being drawn into a community, and they are being held to a standard, and they are improving their lives just for the privilege of being in that community. These yep. stinky, stinky gamers are being being drawn like tooth and nail out of their hideous filthy basements of hell and being forced to shower and wear deodorant like a like a common human being and that's great i think that's great 
Yeah. Well, and two, it's it's kind of like in a, the less politically charged version of kind of like other things that have been necessary in other gaming communities and have only recently started being addressed like you know no like having robust sexual harassment policies at cons for the the cosplayers and stuff like that because you know it it was just not addressed because nobody wanted to deal with a understandably difficult issue but it made the community much worse and a lot more toxic and just this kind of like basic addressing these are standards that we're going to hold you to um, because we want the community to be better and it's for the good of everybody in the community you know that's how a good community should work and you know it's not about uh, who can make the most money off of these things or it shouldn't be it should be about because I doubt that any of these smash tournaments are being put on for you know the profit anyone's profit right it's it's just about you know this is something that a lot of people love let's make it the best we can possibly be i 100 exactly. percent agree i think that's a great statement to kind of close us out with so that is the end of video games are the worst thing on earth we will be back at you either next week or the week after that with even more great content where we make fun of games and gamers and how blissfully ignorant they are of politics or the real world at all. So, and, and and oh yes, where we tell you the truth. Exactly. That's that, that's the important part. Don't get me worked lie. up on this one. I may have Victor, told some lies. Victor is Victor as a guest in our home is permitted to tell some lies. Victor, exactly. we want to thank you for coming on. Um, do you have any final grand statement for uh, our audience? Uh, no. Okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm really glad you guys had me on. I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, it's the first time I've done this, if you couldn't tell. Oh, I hope it was okay. We're going to, now that you've done it once, we're going to rope you into our revolving door of people that we have on. Exactly. Uh, for, for no pay. <laughs> but let's, let's go ahead and move on to our promotion. Reese, where they, can they find your great content online? The great content online from Reese comes from the Twitter account at your very good bud. Um, where I am uh, offer emotional support to my friends and rage at uh, you know everything else. All right, Victor, where can we find you on your uh, great work online? You can find me on www.raytheon.com and <laughs> my my side project uh, www slash nus slash default page Check me out there. Subscribe and follow. Nice. All right. Dope. You, Can't wait. That sounds great. Uh, you can and find. What about you, Alton? Oh, oh yes. Sorry. You can find me at eight Alton eight numeric eights uh, because just Alton was taken on Twitter, uh, where you can find me just getting red mad nude online about liberals and how they just are constantly punching left. And you can find me on YouTube.com uh, slash. Uh, Alton Plays. Just search for Alton Plays on YouTube. I'll be the first person to show up. And yeah, I think that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>